Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander is your only place for the World Baseball Classic coverage. Hi, I'm Ben Verlander, host of Flippin' Bats. And I'm Alex Curry, co-host of Flippin' Bats. From Taiwan to Phoenix and Miami, we'll be providing you daily updates on all the action taking place in this year's WBC. So wherever you get your podcasts, make sure to like and subscribe us at Flippin' Bats. Good Tuesday morning, everybody. Thanks for being with us today. This is Undisputed. I'm Jen Hale, that's Skip Bayless, and Shannon Sharp. Hi, guys. How did we sleep last night? Uh, I slept amazing last night. Mm. I don't know about you, Skip, but I Mm. slept well. I'm so happy for you, but I'm happier for me because this is the second day you've been away from the studio, and I am having such a good time here. It's so peaceful. It's so quiet. You always make it too cold in here for me, and the temperature (laughs) is just perfect right now. So wherever you are, if you want to stay another couple of days, you, you have my blessing. You know what, Skip Bayless? I was talking to Rick the other day. He said you always did think you were the only child. That that is true. You like playing. You like I, you like being by yourself. I, 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 that that is a fact. And I was the oldest, and you were the second oldest, right? Yeah, I was the youngest. The youngest. I'm the youngest. There you go. Okay. Yes. Older well, sister, older brother. Well, and here we go again. I'm still the I, oldest, right? Yes, you still you still the oldest. Still like being. Yeah, you wanted to be an only child. You were upset when your mom and dad. Brought another child home. That is true. That is more true than you would believe. <laughs> Here we I'm go. I'm going to refrain from going off on saying how much of an old married couple you two sound like yeah, this I morning. Know. But <laughs> anyway, let's, let's start with some important news, guys. This is a story we've been following. You two were all over it yesterday morning. It's a serious one. According to a new report from Shams, the Grizzlies had a players-only meeting before John Morant flashed a gun on Instagram Live over the weekend. Stephen Adams reportedly talked to the team about needing to show better discipline on road trips, avoiding going out and partying. Then yesterday, local police in Colorado confirmed that yes, they are investigating Morant's incident and if he broke any local gun laws. Shannon, what's your reaction to these latest developments? Well, you know what, uh, guys, I'm going to take Jaws. I'm going to take Jaws' apology at face value. I'm going to say he's apologized. He he apologized. He's sorry for the things that he's done in the past. And I'm going to say everything that happened before that apology was the old job. I believe the new job will go down a different road that he was traveling on. And so uh, I'm going to say that's the old job. Yeah, it's disappointing, Skip, because you have a veteran guy in Steven Adams noticing that there's something. And Shams also reported, like, everybody know who he was talking about. Yeah. He didn't call any names. But everyone that was in the meeting knew exactly who he was talking about. And instead of adhering to what Steven Adams was saying, what did y'all do? Got his bags and went out. So I'm going to say that was the old job. You know, sometimes, Skip, I I think, uh, uh, you know, guys, and that's why I say it all the time, Skip, you cannot fool the guys in the locker room. You might be able to fool some of the media members. You might be able to fool some of the outside public. But you can't fool the guys in the locker room because they see you more than anyone. You can't fool. They know you as well, if not better, than your own family because guess what, Skip? You're around them all the time. If you have a problem, they're going to know about it. If you're going out on road trips every single night, you put your bag, as soon as you hit the town, you set your bag down and you're off and running or you have your boys or someone come pick you up. They know about it. And so Stephen Adams saw that this was a problem. 
He's probably thinking this is one of the reasons why we're 26 and 5 at home and we're 12 and 20 on the road. I'm not going to read too much into that, Skip, because I see the Golden State Warriors are 27 and 7 at home and they're 7 and 24 on the road. And I don't think yeah. they have an issue with Steph Curry and Clay and Draymond, their senior, uh, uh, their best players, yeah. going out every, uh, every uh, road trip. But this was a problem, and Stephen Adams sought to address it, and job, the old job, didn't adhere. Also, Skip, if you notice, people are making excuses because we know the NBA is investigating whether the gun and how the gun got to Colorado. People are saying, well, maybe he purchased the gun in Colorado. You're not purchasing a gun in a state that you're not a resident of. That's, it doesn't work like that. Well, maybe it was a lighter. I don't think the Memphis Grizzlies are suspending John Morant no. uh, uh, for two games for a lighter. I, I don't think John Morant is issuing an apology if that's a lighter. So stop making excuses. That's part of the problem. A person can't get the help he or she needs if all people does is make excuses for them. Mm. I'm glad John finally realized, and it maybe it took him going IG live because he was so tone deaf because a lot of the issues that he had been dealing with, Skip, that we had started to hear about involved guns. He's so tone deaf. He's so oblivious to what's actually going on. What does he do? He get a gun. And he's twirling around. And I mean, look, Skip, little old, little old gun like that. I, when I saw the gun, Skip, the first thing come to my mind was Harlem Nights. You remember the scene with yeah, Eddie Murphy? They got the Gatling gun. Yep. And do like, pow, pow. And he told him, put that little you-know-what down. Even though it's a small, it's a handgun, and I knew the NBA wasn't going to look favorably upon no. this. They frown on situations like this because Ja is one of the faces of the NBA, and that's not a good look. And they believe, they're investigating to see how did that gun get from Memphis all the way to Denver? And Ja's going to be in serious trouble if they conclude that gun was in his bag and it left and it originated maybe at the training facility. And so what? They went and uh, uh, that gun was at the arena. The, I think it's the Pepsi Center. I think that's where they play in Denver, Skip. Mm -hmm. And then he was at Shotgun Willis. Skip, you know Denver, that's my old stopping ground. I know. Shotgun Willis right there. Right there in Colorado. Now, here's the thing, Skip, because they were playing down, like downtown. Uh, and so he bypassed the Diamond Cabaret. They got a great stake at the cabaret. Ooh. Went to Shotgun Willie's on Colorado Boulevard. There used to be one right behind it called Mile High Saloon. And right down the street where we used to go, Skip, was a club called Jimmy's. Huh. Had a great time. I heard that. I saw it on the travel brochure. I don't know anything about these places, but I saw it on the travel brochure okay, one so, time. Okay, so, Shannon, real quick. So, th this yeah. is in what's called the Glendale neighborhood? That's Glendale. Right? It's, it's called it's Glend it's Glendale. Okay, it's Glendale. so we, we were in Glendale and Phoenix at the Super Bowl. That's yeah. where the stadium yes. is. And there's a Glendale Correct. out here in Los Angeles. But there's a Glendale yes. neighborhood there. Colorado. And is yes. it no? I read in the, the AP report it's known for strip clubs and shoppings like strip shopping centers, I guess. Cherry, 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 Cherry Creek is right. It's probably skip its walking distance. Okay. Like Colorado Boulevard runs yeah. through and it's right. It's absolutely right there. And I think that's Mississippi uh, Parker Parker Road in Mississippi. Uh, uh, Parker Road, excuse me. Parker Road and Colorado Boulevard. It's, it's, right, it's right there on the corner. You can't miss it. Like I said, I don't know if Mile High, still, Mile High Saloon is still there, but you're right. Cherry Creek Shopping Center is right there. In, right, it's right there, Skip. It's right okay, there. Okay, so, so is this uh, like a dangerous area to you? No, no. Okay. Absolutely not. Absolutely right. not. Absolutely not. No, no. <sighs> okay. Before I leave you and launch on this, I thought of you last night when I read that Stephen Adams 
had called out the team, but they all knew that it was directed mostly Mm -hmm. at Ja for their road behavior or misbehavior. Do you remember times in your career as the sort of veteran senior leader of the Broncos Mm -hmm. and or Ravens when you felt compelled to pull a teammate aside or call a teammate out in front of the group and say, you got to ship up or uh, shape up or ship out? Did did you have any discussions like that with the younger player? Uh, absolutely, but it was never to the caliber of player that Ja was. Yeah, uh, yeah I, you know, one of the guys that I had a convers- I used to have conversations with all the time, and I don't think he'll have a problem with me saying it now, was Clinton Portis. Yeah. Because I saw the talent that he had, but I saw some of the things that he was doing. And so I would always pull him aside. And maybe uh, had I stayed, uh, Mike would have felt comfortable enough to keep Clinton Portis there. But once I retired, Mike ended up trading him to get Champ Bailey in return, and we all know how that worked that out. Worked. It worked out yep. pretty well for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. But, yes, Skip, you, you always, because you see some of the things, guys coming in, smelling like, I'm like, bro, go take a shower. Ain't no way you going into the meeting smelling like that. you like you took a shower this morning in a, bat, in a vat of alcohol. Yeah. It's, it's, come on, bro, what, what you doing here? Okay. Now, I got two big points to fire back at you with or or bounce off you. Okay. You mentioned a road record, 12 and 20. Again, Golden State is really struggling on the road, but that started from the start. And and I continue to tell you there's something wrong with Golden State this year, and I think it Mm -hmm. all emanated from the punch that Draymond threw at Jordan Poole. They they never got right off that punch. And and the the great culture that they had – was fractured somehow. So I, I don't read as much into that as I do into the Grizzlies road record, which is 12 and 20, as you point out. They're a better team right now than Golden State is. They're on yeah. the rise, and Golden State, to me, is slightly on the decline, even though they had the recent winning streak. It was mostly clay. It was before Steph got back. But I, I still don't, I don't fear them in the West. But okay. Memphis... Would you believe their road record is worse? Or let me do it upside down. Would you believe your Lakers have a better road record than the Memphis Grizzlies <laughs> have? That, that's all you no, need to know that. because that, that shows you something was really amiss on the road for a very good basketball team that was, was yeah. virtually unbeatable at home. Not quite to Denver's level, but very good on, uh, at home. But on the road, they rank 18th in the NBA in road record. Well, you can't tell me that. That doesn't have something to do. It's not a coincidence that we just had the the jaw episodes because I think is he, I, you know, again, Shannon, he's he's the best player on the team. I don't know if yes, if, if they far. consider him the team leader, but but he leads by the, it's his example that's going to get set on the road for the rest of them, and so they're going to end up kind of going as he goes on the road. And I told you in the second half at Denver. He went two of 10. They're up eight at halftime, and they get blown off the floor. It was 63 to 39 Denver in the second half. And my question to you yesterday was, wait a second. He immediately went out and celebrated that? that, That's what's wrong with this picture to start with. Now, let me go. Can I I backtrack? Can can I backtrack you on something? You said that. Is he the team leader? Yeah. They might say he's the leader publicly. Yes. But the question is, how many guys would follow? You want your leader. You'd like, okay, if Tom Brady's the leader, if Shannon Sharp's the leader, if the guy, if such and such is the leader, yep. do you feel comfortable with the 12, 13, 14 other guys 
following said guy. Do you feel comfortable with the 46 other guys on a football team following said guy? That's what you know if the guy's a team leader because you want people to be able to gravitate and sometimes the best player, but sometimes the best player isn't the best person or the best person to lead no. because he will lead you astray. And sometimes, Skip, some guys can do that. Some guys can do things that the other players can't do. LT wrote in his book, LT could party all night. He could. Come out and turn the lights out the stadium. But I don't know if that's necessarily – and he was the leader just because – of the way he conducted himself. Yep. And people looked at LT like, well, damn, how is he able to do that? And I wonder if LT ever saw it back and said, you know what, had I done this instead of that, how much more impactful? I mean, he's the greatest defensive player ever, Skip, and we know some of the transgressions that he had off the field. I just think the thing is, Skip, is that Ja is so young and that he's so talented I don't think, I think the thing is, Skip, I don't really think he thought he was doing anything wrong because what did they say? He ain't breaking no laws. Yeah. He ain't killing nobody. He's mm. not doing this and that. And so we excuse the behavior that of a young man. And sometimes it could have been growing pains. But I don't think a whole lot of, well, you don't want those kind of growing pains. Yeah. We, growing pains. We understand that comes along with being maturing. Maturity, Skip, it takes some time. Some it takes longer than others. Yep. But I'm not so sure that you want those type of growing pains for a young man. Okay. And by the way, the Cowboy teams I covered through the 90s, the leader of those teams, and it wasn't even close, was Michael Irvin. Playmaker. Off the he field, uh, not so much. Uh, hell had no fury like Michael Irvin unleashed after a victory off the field after hours. <laughs> but when it was time to show up and play and lead that team, he led that team. So it's like LT, uh, you know, it's like do as I say, not as I do off the field. Right. But when it's time and to you- make plays and lead the football team, there was nobody better that I've ever covered except maybe Michael Jordan than Michael Irvin. Okay. As long as you don't have too many guys following him down that path, Skip. You know, Michael Michael did what he did. Uh, Michael Irvin, he did what he did. As long as you don't have a contingent. Yeah. And I think the thing is, what Stephen Adams was trying to say, well, Ja, if you stop this, maybe we can stop this bleeding of losing on the road. And maybe because, Skip, if I'm a young guy, I look at the guy that's doing what he's doing. I'm like, man, as soon as I get in the situation, that seems to be okay. That's what okay. I'm going to do. So, so you always try to set a positive example. Yeah. So there's not a veteran leader on the Grizzlies except for Stephen Adams. And I'm not Stephen sure Adams, he counts correct. because he's not good enough. He, he's not a rising mm-hmm. star. So right. when, when he made his comments, I, I'm sure ears were open. But when, when Ja is listening to those comments – they don't just go in one ear and out the other. I don't think they even go in one ear because I don't think yeah, Jaws going to listen to Stephen Adams. That's just me. They, pro- they probably went over his head. He like he ain't talking to me. So That's you know, hey, I'm just trying yeah. to figure out when is he done, and I can get the point. I can get to point eight. Okay. Now, final level of this. I saw a comment last night. I'm just reading the Jaw thread on Twitter. All the uh-huh. reaction just to what had broken about the Colorado police, Denver police are investigating. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw an interesting one that was aimed at me and you and several other of the commentators around the country in sports media. And the tweeter basically said, hey, we all did some dumb, you know what, the SH word. Yeah. We all did some dumb yes. SH yes. in our late teens and early 20s. Give him Correct. a little bit of a break. And it 
prompted me uh, in my podcast today, I'm going to go through some of the dumb SH that I risked doing in my late teens and early 20s. And you may be a little yeah. surprised by it, but I don't have time yeah. to do it here. But I, I did some risky SH. And, and it was yes. because I, I always made good grades, but I wanted to show my homeboys. I want to show the guys I played baseball and basketball with that that I had a little of that stuff in me, too. Like, I wasn't afraid right. to try that or that. I'm not ta- talking about drugs or alcohol, just things that we did that were Correct. crazy yeah. things. Yeah. Okay. Risky things. If one of those things had gone wrong, I would not be sitting here right now because they were that dangerous. But my point right. is, even though I was coming up and, and I was about to go off to Vanderbilt University, I continued to do some dumb SH while I was at Vanderbilt University, and I had a chance to make something of myself I, I wasn't risking what Jaws risking, and that's what everybody sits no. back and shakes their head at because I was looking at his contract. Okay, so he only makes twelve million as we speak this season. Only twelve, but that's right. for most people, twelve million would be like they'll never see that in their lifetime. N- n- not in their lifetime. And I also looked this up. He's already made at age twenty-three. He's made thirty-nine million dollars. I don't know if he squandered some of that, but but that's a lot of money. Thirty-nine million by yes. the time you're twenty-three. Okay. Now he's got the new deal that kicks in next year. It's five years for $200 million. So here are his salaries going forward. Next year's 34, then 36, 39, 42, and 44. That's his next five years that, that add up to around $200 million. Right. Okay, so we all sit back and say, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Yes. Well, he's not thinking. Yes. He's just being a kid right now, and that's fun right. for him. And he wants to show, I don't know if they're his old homeboys or his new homeboys, I I can still hang with you guys. I, I still do what you guys do. I'm not better than you. I'm not above you. I, I can run the streets with you guys. Right. Okay. I, I agree with you, Skip. I mean, I, the, the stuff that I did, I drove really fast. I mean, the extent of things that I did, I probably knocked over a couple of, I'm sorry, I apologize now some 40 years later, but we probably knocked over a few mailboxes. Yeah. Things where we would drive along and we would knock people's mailbox okay. over. So that's the extent of it. But I didn't do anything with gunplay. I, I didn't I didn't flash no guns. I didn't do right. anything like that. But here's the thing, Skip. None of us had two hundred and thirty million dollars. We just didn't. We did. So the question that I have for people that's out there and I'm going to put it in terms that I hope you can understand. Would you rather spend the next 20 years pretending or wanting to live a lifestyle where you have guns and you flash guns and you pulling guns or you pointing beans at people? Or would you rather have two hundred thirty plus million dollars or would you rather have the potential of having a five hundred million dollar contract? Now, which would you rather live the next 20 years of your life as a thug worried about damn? Can't sit with my back to the door. I got to worry about somebody running down on me or 500 million and have security and sleep good at night. Which would you choose? Because you, you mentioned it, Skip. You said as a teenager or your, uh, as a young, uh, in mm-hmm. your late teens, yep. early 20s, yep. you did not have $200 million. Mm-hmm. You had not made $39 million. No. So, Shannon, it dawned on me last night when I looked up the money. He has made thirty nine million. And if he's saved it, invested parts or, or all of it. Yeah, you can argue he's already good. Right. He's already a made yeah. man. I mean, that's Absolutely. I don't know if you call that generational, but I think it's pretty close to generational wealth if you again oh, yeah. you invest it correctly. So, yes. is a part of him thinking I'm good? I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't I don't think that. But I do think the 
association brings on assimilation. Yeah. I think, Skip, when you hang... Skip, if you think about it, when people say, well, I want to hang around people that's investing, that's talking wealth management. And so now all of a sudden you start to have those ideas. You start to think like them. All of a sudden you hang around somebody that wants to be gunplay, wants to be thuggish, wants to do certain things. You start to think and do and act like them. That's why you need to have right-minded people, people that have the same ideology, that want to accomplish the same thing. Positive people in your life, not negativity, not people that wants to do dumb things and bring you down. So hopefully, like I said, hopefully Jaws like, man, he had an opportunity to sit back and see like, damn, yeah, this was the wrong. I was going about this thing totally wrong. Learn from his mistakes and be become a better man. Because like you said, Skip, he's 23. He'll be 24 in August. Yep. He still has another, what, 12, 13 year. He can make, Skip, he can make. million just on NBA contract. Mm -hmm. Forget the 10, 15, $20 million Nike deal and becoming the face of a major brand, uh, another brand. So, and you want to do what? Mm. You got out of something, South Carolina, some small town in South Carolina. And and your idea is like, okay, yeah, guys, I got out, but let me show you how I still do this thing. Mm -mm, mm -mm, Mm. That's backwards way of thinking. That's why you did what you did, Ja. Okay. Was to get away from that. I thought, I think, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's what you still want to do. You want to be worth five, six hundred million dollars and still uh, uh, let your homeboys know that you carry that thing with you. Yep. Okay. And final thought, Shannon. Wouldn't you agree? We we hear Kevin Durant and Book and Phoenix and, and for that matter, Chris Paul talk about how they love to hoop together. I, I yes. always get the feeling that Ja really loves to hoop. Like he that that's yes. he he knows that's what he was born to do. Well well now right. he's faced with a crossroads where do you want that taken away from you? Because that's what you're risking. Mm-hmm. Forget about the money. What what is your happiness on earth? It's it's playing basketball in the National Basketball Association on national TV almost every night. Well, do you want that right. taken away? Because that's what you're risking right now. They will take that away from you and say no more. You're, you're absolutely right. You play, you're playing a dangerous game, Skip, because when you flash money and you do stuff like that, man, you got to be careful because we see it all the time. We've seen, we've seen rappers lose their life because they flashed something or they displayed they something. You put that gun up on, Skip, people will check you. People will really, really see you really about that? You think you about that young blood? Mm-hmm. Bro, you ain't about this lifestyle. Because there are people that really live that lifestyle, and they take offense to someone pretending to live that lifestyle. It's, it's just like actors and actresses. If you're not from that, they, they look differently at a, at a rapper that's just getting to the acting business. Or someone coming from the yeah. outside infiltrating. There's like, that ain't what you do. You didn't go to Juilliard. You didn't train. You didn't go Broadway. You didn't do all this. So they look at them sideways. It's the same thing in that world. There are people that look that, bro, we really do this. And you come out here pretending. Mm. Well, he did win most improved player a year ago, which was highly impressive to me. And the fact that he worked so hard to be the most improved should give us all some hope. Oh, yeah. That, that oh, he's yeah, got not- a shot here to your, your initial point that maybe this is the turning point. Yeah, I don't have no doubt in my mind that he can turn this thing around. There's no question. Agreed. Certainly he can. The question is, will he? Guys, excellent points all around as always. You know what struck me? I had the chance to cover Stephen Adams pretty in-depth, and he's a quiet guy. He doesn't normally step up and do locker room speeches. So 
So if he did that, that tells me yeah. that there is a, a very wide awareness of a problem going on before the rest of us knew. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputedpod. Your mental health journey begins here. Skips Cowboys, they got ahead of that franchise tag deadline later today by placing their tag on Tony Pollard yesterday. The tag for a running back, just over $10 million, but the team still reportedly wants to work on getting a long-term deal done with Pollard. They have until July 15th to do so. Skip, I know you're going to have a ton to say on this one, so Shannon, let's start with you. Is this the right move or the wrong move for the Cowboys? Skip, I don't know if it's the smartest move, but this is one thing we know about Jerry Jones. He's very loyal to the players that he drafted, that he selected. He looks at them as if they're his children. So he has an affinity. He has an infatuation with guys that Jerry, Gerald Wayne Jones selects. Jerry, Skip, I don't know what it is. Now, I commend him because so many times owners and, and general managers tell us about the business side. Coming off the injury that, that, that Tony Pollard came off of, come, is coming off of, I don't know if there's a whole lot of teams that's going to be offering Tony Pollard up because we see the, the running back position has been devalued. Uh, it's going to be a long, long time before someone gets another Zeke contract or Christian McCaffrey's contract, Skip, because the running back position, they're like, we can get a guy in the third round. We can get a guy on a rookie contract, running for four years, use him up, and then, hey, just move on and go get another one. With that being said, Skip, I appreciate what Jerry Jones is doing by showing a loyalty to one of his players that played extremely well for him. But given the running back position and how that we can see guys that third rounders, fourth rounders turn out to be really good, I'm surprised. I'm surprised considering that he has Zeke on the hook for $16.7 million. Tony Pollard. The, uh, the franchise tag is, a little, uh, um, is uh, almost $10.1 million, and Malik Davis is $870,000. So, Skip, you're looking at over $27,000 just in running backs and cap, and cap hit. Now, obviously, we know that they're going to redo something. They're going to restructure Zeke. Um, but I don't think Zeke's going anywhere. I think they're going to restructure the contract, make it more digestible for them as far as cap purposes. Uh, but so, Skip, with that being said, um, am I surprised? No. Because I know how Jerry is, how, how much he loves the players 
that he selected. He loves Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard played extremely well, but he is coming off an injury skip. I don't know if it's similar to when the one Dak had, but a running back having an injury like this and a quarterback having an injury like this is something entirely different because Dak is not Justin Fields. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Jalen Hurts. He's not as dependent on his legs as those guys would be. A running back is de- what running back isn't dependent on his legs, Skip. Yep. I mean, I'm not saying. I'm just. I'm just trying to be honest with you, Skip. I don't know what running back isn't dependent on his legs. So I think his injury might be a little bit more impactful than the one Dak had for the simple fact of the position that he plays. Yeah. But am I surprised? Jerry's doing this? No. Do I think it's the smartest business thing as far as cap purposes? No. Okay. As usual, this offseason, speaking of running backs, <laughs> you have me on the run when it comes to my Dallas Cowboys because here I go again. <laughs> I don't know whether to cheer or to cry about this move because – I love me some Tony Pollard. I have been bullish on Tony Pollard from the start. Jerry hit another draft home run because Tony Pollard is a home run hitter of the highest order. He led this whole league last year of running backs with a minimum of 150 carries, 150 touches in, in yards per touch at almost six yards a touch. It was 5.94. Christian McCaffrey was second at 5.71. You laughed at me, but I was even making the case going into the San Francisco playoff game, Dallas at San Francisco, that I would take Tony Pollard over Christian McCaffrey just because he's a touch faster than Christian is. Love Christian, nothing but respect. But I think Tony Pollard is underestimated, underrated in running between the tackles because I think he's at least as effective as C-Mac is even though C-Mac looks like he's running harder, he runs with more energy, there's more moving parts to his running. Tony Pollard is just effortless. He is, it's beautiful to watch because he, he does it so gracefully and artfully to me that you can't even see it coming. The, the acceleration is, is, is smoother than the eye. So I I love everything about him except what happened at San Francisco because he got pulled down from behind. It's sort of a horse collar type tackle. tackle, Yeah. And you know what happened. The ankle went, a ligament went in the ankle and the the fibula fractured. So they're saying they're saying the fibula is okay. It's going to heal on its own and it will ultimately be 100 percent somewhere down the line. I don't even know if he's going to be ready for the start of the season. But they went into the ankle and they did the tightrope surgery. It's the new way. Instead of putting like bolts in, screws in, that they put a cord in for the tightrope to fix it. Tua had that surgery when he was at Alabama, and Ryan Tannehill had it here lately. And yet, to your point, those are quarterbacks who don't really depend on their legs. Here and there they do, but not like Tony Pollard does because his legs are everything. So you you got me on the run because I I don't know if he's ever going to be right. They say he's going to be 100% right. They are betting on that because they're trying, as we speak, to to sign him to a long-term deal that would eliminate having to use the cap. Right, But to your point. Use the tag. Yeah, I'm sorry, the tag. And yet, to your point, I'm looking at what 
Ezekiel Elliott is scheduled to make next this coming season, <laughs> it, it's $800,000 more this coming season than Tony Pollard would make under the, the tag. What? Yeah. So they're still stuck with that deal, but they owe him no more guaranteed money because he got $50 million guaranteed. So right. <laughs> they're saying they're, they're sending out new messages that they don't want to part with Zeke. They think he's very important to the locker room. I, I, I don't. I, I'm done. I've seen enough. <laughs> because even last year, Shannon, he carried the ball 231 times to, to Pollard's 193. So that's 31 and 7. That's, that's almost 40 more carries for the season. Zeke, once yeah. again, averaged a career low 3.8 yards per carry. That's that, that's the worst in the league at at uh, anybody over 200 carries for sure, and oh, yet sure. T- Tony Pollard at 193 he was 5.2 a carry. He's a home run hitter, and I even remind you, I, I've been bullish from the start. Again, remember right out of the box, you weren't even sure who he was. Is he that guy or that guy? And you called him Mike Pollard one time before he even knew <laughs> yeah, who, who he was. And then all of a sudden I he did. just took off out of Memphis. And then yeah. last year, do you remember what happened? At Green Bay, yeah. in, in the overtime, they get the ball and they go, Tony Pollard, four straight plays, seven, seven, nine, and nine. Now, the first nine got a race because Jalen Tolbert, the, the, the rookie out of uh, uh, where, Lined up offside. Where is he out? Alabama, Birmingham. South, yeah. well, South Alabama. South Alabama. Well, South Alabama. Yeah, he lined up offside. So it didn't help the play. He still got nine yards, but it. It obviously nullified the play. Backed him up by Okay, yards. so but but that's how he started off the overtime. Remember, and they ended up losing obviously to Aaron Rodgers and company. Then remember at Jacksonville, what's the first play of overtime? That they actually won the toss. No, I'm sorry, they didn't win. They, they got the ball back. Jacksonville won the toss. Yeah, they yeah. they got the ball back. And on the very first play, Tony Pollard goes 21 yards, and then right one thing leads to another, and there's a tipped interception. Then Dak six. Yeah, say Dak that. happened. He did. No, say that. Dak yeah, exactly. happened. You got me. You got me. Okay, so I, I'm I'm happy that they're going to try to keep him because he is going to be a free agent, or they they he could right. be. And I thought for a second maybe they'll think he's just damaged goods and they'll just let him go elsewhere as a high risk right. running back. Well, the reason I got burned over this, the reason I'm still a little gun shy over this is because when, when I was all about Ezekiel Elliott back in 2019, he goes and holds out at Cabo, and I'm thinking, you have to have him because he's the driving force of your team. He had been for his first three yeah. years. He had led the league in, in rushing yards per game. And what happens? He gets his deal. He shows up for the 2019 season, and he hits the wall. He hasn't been the same since. I can't even recognize him nope. now. So nope. Nope. now they're talking about they could restructure his deal. You know, it, it's almost like they'd give him a, a dollar an hour and he'd be happy to still be a Dallas Cowboy. <laughs> I, I don't know because they want him around. I, I'm, yeah. I've seen enough. It would help the cap if you just went ahead and cut bait. Wished him well. He, he'll be a lifetime. He'll be viewed as a Dallas Cowboy. I don't think he's ha- got much left. I, I'm not sure anybody else, they might bring him to camp. I'm not even sure he could make another roster right now. So right. To, to me, it's all about Tony Pollard. And I think he is an absolute difference maker if he's going to be healthy. And I don't know for sure whether he's going to be healthy. But I do not blame them. In fact, I applaud them for going ahead and tagging him. 
So you're saying this is the right move for the Dallas Absolutely. Cowboys? Absolutely. But, but again, now, once again, here we go with the risk. There's a caveat. Yeah. There's an asterisk because it's asterisk, R-I-S-K, as in risk, because he is now right. high risk as a running back with a career-threatening injury. They say he's going to be 100%, and if they're right, we're all good. What? Well, hell, I had a, I've never had a doctor operate on somebody that said they wasn't going to be 100%. I, because I agree. If, if a doctor operated on me and told me, I don't know if Shannon's going to be 100%, I don't want – if you tell me that, I don't even – I don't even want you operating on me. I would need somebody a little more positive going into it. But, Skip, this is what you told me. You told me out of your own mouth, yep. since Dak had that injury, he's not as mobile, and he looks like he's laboring when he runs. He lumbers. He does. Yeah. And it was so, – yeah. So, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, Jerry last year kept saying, I'm telling them, the coaching staff, I want to see him run more. And I'm saying, run how? Run weird. Where? Like, like how? <laughs> what, what? He, he, he just, he weighs, what do you think Dak weighs? 230 or 40, somewhere in there, 235. Yeah, 240, probably 240, 240. yeah. 240. And now it's rumbling, stumbling for the first down when he takes off. And it's okay if you trick him, if you completely fool him, then that's fine. Every yeah. once in a while he'll take off up the middle and, and get eight or ten yards. But it's because all the DBs are playing man and they're running deep with the receivers and there's nobody home in the middle of the field. But other than right. that, remember, when Dak was a rookie and a second-year player, he, he could do some damage with his legs. It was a yeah, big, he could. The, the read option was a big part of the offense. Well, he's just not okay. the same because he had a career-threatening ankle injury. And it's, right. it's not okay. the same. At least he can push off and throw, although you, you could make the case that maybe that even hinders some of his – accuracy at this point right but i'm not i'm definitely not surprised i'm not skip i'm not surprised that jerry because we know how like i said we know how jerry feels about about players that he's drafted is it is it the smartest business you say they're trying to get something done so they don't have to use the tag yeah um and so that that but 10 million dollars so what is he what is he willing to play skip if he does a long-term deal let's just say he does a three four-year deal i don't see him going much longer than that yeah obviously jerry would like to give a five-year deal so you could spread it out over the life of the contract but what what do you what do you think a running back what do you think a running back uh, uh tony pollard a guy that plays what he gets 20 snaps 25 may on the high end skip he only gets 20 25 snaps a game okay That's I think on the high, 25 is on the high end Okay, but I think he's bell cow. I think he can take the pounding. Again, not for more than four or five more years, but I think he is built to last as far as running between the tackles on occasion. So I, I don't know. I don't even know what the going rate is. Is it 25, somewhere in that range, 20 to 25? You, you keep pointing 20. out, you know, you got Micah coming. You got Trevon Diggs coming. You, you, you got some, no, yeah. no, no, they're not. No, no, Skip. Trayvon Diggs and Mike are here. They're not coming. They're here. No, no that big the Moby Dick, that giant big white whale is. is Michael Parsons. Yep. He's coming up next year. Yep. And by the way, he plays <laughs> like a great white. No, he's not a great. That's a great yeah. whale. That's a great. Yeah. 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 That's what that's what's coming down the pipeline. And you saw what Miles Garrett and you saw what Bosa. He been to blow all this out of the water. He yep. been to blow. Excuse me. Hey. Whatever your cap is or what you thought it was going to be, yep. oh, he about to get that. Yep. Well, if Tony Pollard is right, you're in trouble. That's all I know. No, nope, I'm not going to be in trouble because guess what? As long as number four is right, 
<laughs> I'll be right back here again. I'll be yeah. right back here again, happy. Huh. Uh, I think, or should I say, as long as four is wrong? Yeah. Wait, twenty is five times better than four, right? So that I'll take number twenty. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, number four Great has to hand the ball yeah. to number yeah. twenty. Yeah. All right, guys. Pollard's the third player this season to be franchise tagged, along with Commanders who tagged D tackle Deron Payne and the Jaguars yesterday tagging tight end Evan Ingram. When it comes to travel. We all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us. But we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. According to Michael Silver, the Packers have become, quote, exhausted with Aaron Rodgers when it comes to dealing with him. They may move on from the quarterback this offseason. According to the report, the days of Packers execs begging Rodgers to return are over. Mm, all right, Shannon. Will Aaron Rodgers soon be a former Packer? Jim, read that first part of what you said. You say they have become what? The first part. Read that first part of what Exhausted. you said over again. <laughs> Exhausted. Become? They will no Y'all longer become bet. that? <laughs> See, you, you mean to tell me y'all, y'all just getting to this point? <laughs> after five, six, seven, eight years of his indecisiveness, after him giving you his butt to care, I, I don't know, I think I'm going to go on a retreat. Uh, you know, I'm going to drink some scotch. Now nah, I'm on tequila, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. This is what you should have done. You should have been put your foot down. He's the type of guy, the more you give, the more he'll take. And you've given, and he's taken, 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 and he hasn't reciprocated that. Oh, who wouldn't want a Super Bowl winning quarterback? Well, when the last time he won one? He's been underachieving the last three years. We know that for certain. Yep. He had home field. And all this indecisiveness is to try to do the misdirection. But Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp hold his feet to the fire. You can't fool us because all I do is keep my eye right here. I understand that you went on that retreat, but tell us about that game you lost to the Packers. I understand that you went to another and started hallucinating and you lost 25 pounds. But tell us about that, what happened against Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. Yep. And I also know all this, well, you know, I'm going to take some time, you know, this and that. And there's a conspiracy theory, you know, they're going to release the list uh, 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 of 
Epstein, they're going to release, release that list. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that list, the <laughs> plays that you didn't make in the Detroit Lions game when you were at home, and if you win, you make the playoffs. Tell us about that list. Good point. All you do is talk about all that auxiliary and ancillary stuff. Let's talk about football. Keep it on the field. You got two MVPs in the last three years. And what does the Packer organization and the Packer nation have to show for it? Disappointment. Yep. Because I guarantee you they are uh, uh, greatly disappointed with what transpired. Because when the rubber needed to meet the road, when all the chips were shoved to the middle of the table, you folded. You laid your hand down. So all this other stuff, you should have been tired, eBay. He been giving you his butt to kiss for the last four years, at least. But you know, y'all bet, Aaron, we really love you. You know, hey, we're sorry for taking that. We, we're sorry for taking Jordan Love, even though we like to do things what we think is the best interest of the team. We should have consulted you. You should have consulted nothing. Mm. Aaron Rodgers don't pay one bill for the Packers organization. He don't pay one salary. Consulted for what? Because you see what he did. Aaron Rodgers need to move on. The Green Bay Packers need to move on. Both, both participants in this, he needs a change of scenery. They need a, new, they need a new quarterback to have a change of scenery also, Skip. This thing is so done. Stop going back and forth. You know, Gudekin saying this, we hadn't had conversations, we've had text. Well, since you hadn't had conversations, just text him. Aaron, we're moving on <laughs> in a different direction. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. <sighs> okay. I hear everything you just said, pretty much what I've been saying since you and I started on this show back in 2016. Heck, since I was on the other network going back five years before that. Blame deflecting finger pointing diva is Aaron Rodgers. Playoff choker since the Super Bowl is Aaron Rodgers. Underachiever, if you want to be nice about it, in the postseason. Now, we have seen repeated reports that the Packers have had enough. Even the ultimate insider of the Packers, Bob McGinn, the week we were off a couple of weeks back, he reported that they are completely done with him, with Aaron Rodgers, and, and McGinn's been covering that team for 40 years. So mm -hmm. I hear it. I see it. I feel it. Now it's time for Green Bay to have the guts to move on. Obviously, Aaron has to be in lockstep with this decision because they made the mistake. Again, a year ago, they gave him a three-year deal at $50 million a year. So they got two more years on this deal at $50 million that they owe him. So it's almost like a Westbrookian-type situation where Green Bay needs somebody to take Aaron off their hands because the only way out from under this is if the Jets say, okay, we'll take on the $50 million. The sticking point is, okay, then what, what do you trade for Aaron Rodgers? Well, well, the point is Green Bay has made it so clear, so many insiders have made it so clear for them that they're done with Aaron. They have little to no leverage. So if I'm the Jets right now, I'm offering like a third-round pick maybe. I don't know. And, and yeah. I keep reading that. Green Bay wants two first-round picks and blah, blah, blah. I mean, no, you know. Nope, you can't. You, 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 the joke is on you. You gave him his money. He's 39. Yeah. He's going to be 40 years of age when he plays the final year of his contract. It's on you, Green Bay. You, you have to basically give him to somebody because they are taking him off your hands. 
It's like yes. Westbrook. Fi- finally, the yes. Lakers had to give, you know, Jeannie had to say, okay, I give up. I, I give the 27 first-round pick to Utah to, to get out from under Russell Westbrook. Not that, not that yes. I'm comparing Aaron Rodgers and Westbrook, but the situations were similar. So, to but me, yeah, you, you got to take less no. to get rid that's that now see now you speak in my language sometimes you just want it gone now you're not gonna get listen just because the broncos did what they did with russ that's unbelievable don't think somebody's gonna yeah. make that same mistake no because if you look at skip if you look at it the minnesota timberwoods gave up more to get rudy gobert than phoenix did to get kevin durant i know it's crazy just because you made a horrible mistake don't that don't mean doing. i'm gonna make it great point i agree i don't know what you're thinking sometimes you just you just want it off your hands. Yes, Skip, you know what? It's worth a little bit more. But you know what? I just want it to be gone off my property. So if you're going to take it off my property, you can have it. Yeah. And I'll take What are you willing to give me for it? There you go. Now, d- do we know for sure Jordan Love's going to be the next Aaron Rodgers? We don't. But, but they seem to like him, if not love him. So let's see. Plunge. Close your eyes and go with Jordan Love. Yeah, but Skip, you, you, can't, you can't be held hostage any longer by Aaron no, Rodgers. Cannot. He's, had, he's hijacked this organization. Agreed. Be done. It's a situation they're all too well familiar with if you go back in Packers history, guys. 